Good morning, everyone. You're listening to the University Pulse, Boise State's independent radio station. Uh, this is the Dry Spellcast. We are currently recording on October 11th, 2017. This is episode 30 of the Drycast. Dry Spellcast. I nailed it. Uh, <clears throat> my name is Austin, and for anyone that's familiar with the show, you're probably wondering where the heck Matt is. He is out of the studio today uh, for work purposes, so I am taking over as the lead uh, of the show today. Uh, I am also joined by Justin from J Plays Every Day. Uh, hello. He's been on the show. What, this is your third time. Third time. Okay, so becoming it. becoming pretty familiar with the whole uh, setup of what, how we run this. Uh, so, if you would like to come and get in contact with us, that is very possible. We are on uh, Twitter at Dry Spell Radio. Uh, you can email us at dryspellradio at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook at Dry Spell Radio. Shocker, I know, all the same, but uh, you can find us there. Send us questions on any one of those three platforms. Maybe, probably Facebook or Twitter, because I don't really think I'm going to be checking the email too much, but just to be honest. Uh, but I'm going to actually start with a question for all you listeners out oh. there. Oh. You know, given that it's October. Yeah. As a... Uh, Spooktober, as I got here. Oh, perfect. Uh, so given that it's Spooktober, what is your favorite spooky game? So feel free to leave a response on any one of those platforms, and we may read it on live air. Yeah. That's a good question. What's your favorite spooky game? We kind of talked about this a little bit last week. Maybe we'll get back into it later at the end of the show. Heck yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're all about today. So Justin, how was your weekend? Good, man. Uh, just... Wrote a lot of papers. It was that one week of the semester, you know, other than the last couple where everything's come and due. Midterms, man. Yeah. So, but everything turned out well. And uh, I have the comment. I just saw your shirt. It's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. He's wearing a Witcher, Ger- Witcher 3 Geralt shirt. Geralt of so. Rivia repping today. So. Got the Yurden symbol and everything. Got all just, the symbols. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Off lo- track. Love the Witcher, but uh, that's a whole other thing. So, yeah, uh, just doing that. And then the other big thing that's been on my mind is uh, a certain Lord of the Rings game that came out. Already clocked 10 hours. You know, there's always time to play if you're just willing to stay up till the wee hours of the morning, you know, between things. So that's yeah, kind of how I manage that. there's always time for everything. Right. I mean, who needs sleep? We've all figured. If you're, if you're on campus and you still haven't figured that out, hey, I, man. I haven't slept in four years. Yeah, perfect. That's exactly <laughs> how I look at it. Uh, yeah, I guess you can just jump right into that. How, how is Shadow of War? Shadow of War. So it's pretty, uh, well, if you've been following any of the gaming industry stuff, it's pretty controversial. Here, here's what I see, and I can, I can verify some of it, and some of it I'm, I'm going to wave the BS flag on right away, okay? The, the two biggest criticisms I keep seeing over and over and over again is l- supporting the loot box system, mm-hmm. okay? Which, trust me, I'm not a fan of, but I have some news on that. And then second of all, the liberties with the lore. I have heard so many things from like uh, reviews that people claim in their Lord of the Rings fans, which they probably are. I have no reason to doubt them. And they just talk about how, man, this game just dumps on the lore. Bad, bad. Now, uh, I've clocked 10 hours. I'm purposely trying to push the main story with a little bit of side stuff, but mainly just going main story and minimal side stuff so far. I just hit Act 2 uh, last night, and I can honestly say, you, so far in my experience, the loot boxes have never been pushed in my face. They've never felt necessary. And, I mean, sure, you can drop the however much money you want and spend for some loot. Um, 
I'm very you know, happy to say there has not been one time so far where it, a pop-up comes up and says, you know you could buy this chest instead of play this game legit. And that was my biggest concern is like, look, I don't want your advertisements in my face. Now, one thing they do do on this game, and other games have done this a little bit too, but on the main menu, they have a WB play uh, deal where you punch in your email and you get a permanent 3% boost to XP if you get on their newsletter. Um, yeah, that stuff's a little cringy outside of an MMO, but to be honest with you, it, it doesn't make a noticeable difference in the gameplay, in my opinion, because I played for about four hours before I even punched in my email. Mm -hmm. uh, game feels really good. So I'm going to go ahead and say, <clears throat> you know, it might be a little early to call this because I'm only in Act 2, but so far, not once have I felt like loot boxes were necessary or even on my radar, and nothing's been popping up reminding me of them. So I like that. Uh, doesn't mean I support the in single player games, the loot box thing, but I can tell you right now, if you're going to buy it and don't intend to spend a single cent beyond the purchase of the game, you're good to go from what I've seen so far. The second thing, the lore, if you're a hardcore Lord of the Rings fan, I find myself very affluent with the lore, you know, like the Cimmerillion, the Hobbit, all that stuff. And, um, let me put it this way. If you look at this game, it takes place the 50 years between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. If you look at this game as a really good fan fiction, really good, you will enjoy this game. I think there's a lot of things in there that people are saying are not lore-friendly that, in fact, are or could be interpreted. But think about how much stuff Tolkien wrote. Yeah, I mean, like the one that people kind of have gone off is Shelob is a woman now. Yeah, but, but uh, she's a shapeshifter, right? Well, her... Uh, let's see, her mother was that deity Ungoliath, I think, and she was a spider who almost ate Morgoth. Morgoth had to call in the... I'm going super nerd here. Just, just go, It's over 9,000, everyone. <laughs> Bear with us. But basically, uh, you know, she called in the Balrogs... Or, I'm sorry, she almost ate Morgoth, who was Sauron's master. He had to call in the Balrogs to save him. And so, yeah, it, that power comes from somewhere. And it says that very explicitly in the game. Not really a spoiler here, but it talks directly about that encounter, and it talks about where she gets her power from. So I find it believable. I mean, she's not just a spider. If you just watch the movies, I could see how you'd be like, why is a spider well, a woman now? That's not like the movie. Right. And keep in mind, Peter Jackson took a lot of liberties when he made the movies. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to get technical, everyone picking about the lore, keep in mind the mass audiences out there don't even, like, realize what the book is, so... That's my take on the game. I think if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, uh, it's a solid buy. It's a solid buy. How how's the combat system? Is it very like? Because I know the first one's combat I system feel was like very it's, well done. It's it's exactly the same, but a little more refined in the skill tree side of it. Good. Um, I feel like one thing I love about this game too is you don't have to be level fifty to do awesome stuff. I was able to ride a fire drake at like level nine or 10. Now I had to give up combat abilities to be able to go through the skill tree for like uh, beast riding. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, I think it's pretty, it's a good balance. Uh, a lot of these, one thing I will tell you is the missions, unlike the first one, you can't save scum. If you fail, that's it. No replay, except there are Celebrimbor flashback missions. You can retry for the bonus objectives and you can try I haven't tested this. I guess they patched in, or right before release, they put in an option to redo some of the some of the main story quests. 
But like I said, that's all for optional. A lot of uh, quests have like, if you beat it, you get this much experience. But if you do the first and secondary objective, you get a rune and you get a... Uh, one thing I love about this game is the loot system. If you love the aesthetic of Lord of the Rings, there's nothing like I loot a box and I've got a Numenorean hood with a go with a Rohan chess piece with mm -hmm. a you know it's really cool and everything looks great. Yeah, that, like the game looks really. Oh, good. and it plays so good. The first, I was kind of like I was kind of like please don't be Batman Arkham you know <laughs> like with the with the performance issues. But I fired up my PC. It has a built-in benchmark. I ran the benchmark with. OBS recording me, I was still getting 45, 48 frames a second, which for my needs is, is plenty. Mm -hmm. um, and it just has ran so good. Not a single glitch, not a single performance problem good. so far. That's Knock good. on wood. Good to hear. I mean, we'll see. I, one thing I did hear about the whole loot box system is at the end of the game. There's is, a grind where you get sieged. But I like I heard like you at the end of the game is locked behind a loot box. So that's I think Matt and I were talking about that. Right. And like is that true? Do you do you know so, if that's true um, or not? So I am in contact with one person who who got the game early. Let me put it that way. And uh they didn't tell me any spoilers about the story. This has been you've seen this in the in the uh, gaming media. They're they're blowing this up. Now, like I said, I'm only in act 2, but from what I can see already, knowing the little bit that he's told me about that, spoiler free, I can say that let me put it this way. If you're going to play a single-player RPG for hours and hours and hours, and it has a base building system in it, because that's essentially what this is, mm -hmm. okay? Um, don't you want the game to be difficult and beat you around at the end? Kind of put you up to the test what you built? Well, and yeah, that's what they're trying to do. Now, yeah, sure, you could dump a bunch of money and say, boom, here's my upgrades. Let's get this thing over with in two hours. Yeah, because like that was my thing in uh, the first <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Shadow Mordor is at the end of the game, you were so strong. You oh, yeah. Just, you could just fly through encampments and, like, kill, like, 30 people in, like, three You seconds. still kill a lot, okay. a lot of people, but I feel like come the end of the game, especially from what he told me, he just said, hey, just be ready. Your stuff's going to get broken. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, because I'm building my very first fortress at Act 2 right now, and I'm kind of like, oh, oh, okay. Not looking forward to that, but. I already had my bodyguard die three times. I'm not happy about that. <laughs> oh no. Um it's kind of like kind of off track. I just have to say the the ad campaign for Shadow War. Oh I think one of the whoever most whoever did marketing is, is a genius. genius. I, I don't know if, I don't know if anyone's seen them, but it's like it's real like obviously they had like the live action trailer, which was super cool. Yes. But like the other campaigns were like the regular person with their orc bodyguard yes. following them around and uh they're really it, funny. It was or, great. Or man. the one where like the guys like Keeps dying. Not today, Brian. Right. Not today, Brian. <laughs> and keeps saving his life, and it, it comes back that he saved his life in the game. So right. it's just kind of, I don't and know, the, they're those, genius. And, you know, you think that's a marketing ploy. I can guarantee you from what I've seen so far, there are a lot of unexpected, awesome nemesis moments. There have been times where, like, I have one guy down uh, on his knees, and I'm about to, like, decapitate him. And all of a sudden, his buddy ambushes me and just knocks me a new one right in the side of the head. So that's super cool. I love the world. I was going to, last thing I'll that. say about Shadow Mordor, I was about to be executed the other day by this war chief I'd hunted for like three hours. And right as he pulls back, you know, you get the little thing where you got to push the button at the right time. Yeah, quick time events. Right, I failed it, but a Gondor soldier jumps out of nowhere and stabs a guy through the head. <laughs> 
And so there's a there's like depending on your area and who's in your vicinity, like your followers, even standard soldiers, it's very rare, maybe two percent, five percent of the time. But I've had them jump into the middle of that, and it's not a glitch; they time it perfectly, and it feels like something out of the movies. Like, oh, I didn't see that coming. That's cool. Yeah, right? that's I didn't know, realize that was actually a so thing in very the game. cinematic, and it doesn't even have to try. So overall, uh, very happy with my purchase of the game. So far. So I know you were like kind of weary. I was we on the about fence. It was week. like the You're day like, before I saw, I talked to that guy and then I, I saw a couple reviews and you know, it's, it's hard. I, I don't put a ton of stock. It depends. depends on who's writing the review. Of course I have my preferences, but um, overall it's like, you know, as long as it doesn't wave the loot box in my face or ever make me feel like I have to buy it, I'll do it. And people are complaining about the grind at the end of an RPG, which I can get, but you're playing an RPG. Yeah, when never... is it considered a grind? I know people that say having to do the, the side quests that are fleshed out in Skyrim is a grind. I enjoy doing that personally. Well, yeah, I, I enjoy like stuff. Like, like Obviously, there's a grinding that is kind of annoying, but of you course. Know, every RPG is going to have a grinding element to uh, it. It has it's to. Just, it just is a natural It's part thing. of the DNA. Yeah, like... Yeah. And obviously, these are the people that never play, play like an MMO or anything. <laughs> oh, and I'm a huge MMO that's, fan, that's so for me, I have way more patience than maybe some. But if I can tell when it starts getting excessive, because I hear it from my friends that maybe are a little less into that thing, like, "Hey, man, this seems awfully repetitive." Okay, well, you know, right on. So, well, good to hear. I I don't know if, when I will pick that game up. I want to. I just don't know when, and like honestly, don't really have a ton of time. Totally right now. I, I don't either. I, I don't know why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> Other than I saw Lord of the Rings, and Lord I was like, okay, the... I got. I love the first game. I got to do it. Calabrimbo! Yeah, exactly. all that good stuff. He's uh, amazing. Yeah. So I hope to be picking it up hopefully soonish. I know this is like the worst time of the year for like video games, and uh, I know there's Sony coming out, and like this was on my radar, but I know when I buy this game. I'm just gonna play nonstop and ruin my life. So totally, uh, yeah. So maybe in the future, it might be one on Christmas break or something. Yeah, maybe definitely. it'll be on sale or something. Who knows? Maybe I'll find it on Steam for a Steam sale. All right. So we need to take our first break, and we will be right back. All right, we are back. Uh, so Justin just finished talking about Shadow of War. Yep. Uh, this is Dry Spellcast, by the way, for all you people that may have just tuned in the last several minutes. Uh, so me personally, I've not had a ton of time to play uh, really anything. I mm. know being this week kind of sucked. Justin and I can kind of attest to <laughs> yeah. some some things we had to go through, but we, we got through it. Oh, yeah. Hopefully just fine, but that kind of took up a lot of my time. Uh, I did, however, last weekend see the new Blade Runner. This this is a topic I'm actually kind of interested in. So, we have a friend, Jesse, friend of the show, and whatnot. He like he graduated uh, with a film degree. Oh, I so did he, not know that. He yeah. So he 
Uh, he loves movies, obviously. So he was all about, and he loves Blade Runner too. So he was all about going and seeing this movie and like, well, let's go see it IMAX, all that good stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm down, but I've never seen the first one. So when I was gone for a wedding a couple of weeks ago, Matt and Jesse and a couple of other, or other friends all sat down and watched the original Blade Runner, uh, the final cut version, which is the one to watch, apparently. Right. Uh, so I missed out on that. So <laughs> knowing that I was going to see this movie on Friday, I rented the final cut <laughs> Thursday night. Watched all 17 hours oh of it. Oh my gosh. No, it was like, it's almost, it's like two, two and a half, though, yeah. the first one. Uh, so I never saw Blade Runner before. Sat down, finally watched it. What a cool movie. It's, oh, it's 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 cool. just so like I, it's not what I expected at all. Like right. to be honest, and the pacing is totally. When you hear the name, you like picture like running gun action flick, and and then you watch it, and it's it's immersive. That's yeah. the word I have for the Blade Runner movie, the so, original anyway. Yeah. I haven't seen the new one. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Oh, so yeah, I got like I mean I know people why people would not like this movie. It is slow at parts and like. Just kind of maybe some weird, like, back, you know, it was 82. So oh, totally. There's some weird stuff. I mean, let's be honest, the visuals and the world they built were just so good, even for that time. It's and Ridley Scott, same guy for Alien, yeah, right? Like, yeah. This was his next project. After so he didn't, he didn't covenant it? Never mind. I'm just going to I'm a big Alien fan. I was put off by that other one. But that's not important. Uh, so okay, anyways. moving on. Yeah, so I watched the first Blade Runner. If you haven't seen it, I recommend the final cut version, which Ridley Scott sat down in like 2007 and finally did it. Because there's like the, the theatrical edition, then there was like a director's cut edition, mm -hmm. and then like the final cut. I think there's actually even one more in there. Might be. Wouldn't know, the, surprise the me. The final cut's the one he originally wanted because I read this, that like the studio made him change the movie on theatrical release because like, like people just won't understand it. So they, that's why they changed it. And, right. But I recommend going and seeing that before you see the new one. Like you have to see the old one before you see the new one. It is like a direct continuation, obviously. But it's a new one. It's set 30 years after the, first, the events of the first one. And God, the first thing I have to say, because we saw it in IMAX, is the visuals and the music were just amazing that always is good for immersion because uh like obviously the visuals like i'm sure you saw in the trailer it's like oh, all the yeah. lights and like the oh, holograms yeah. and stuff like that like it's just such a cool world that they've built and i know even well back in the day because it's you know based off the book by philip k dick and do androids dream of robot sheep mm -hmm. he even said on the original movie like this is the world i was imagining writing the thing so i think he'd be very you know proud to see like it kind of actually right, more come right. to life uh and the music is just right out of the original like it's, it's i've heard it's the soundtrack so I, there are people that even have i've read uh on like facebook and stuff um not a big fan of this movie for pacing reasons but dang i gotta buy the soundtrack i've seen people say that mm -hmm. oh the soundtrack's great and as you talk about pacing reasons there the movie's almost three hours long yeah and if you did not like the pacing of the first one, don't watch the second. Probably not gonna like yeah. it on this one. It's 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 done better. It's like it's way more engaging. Cause I know the first one, like there's parts where it's like, oh my gosh, like when he's like zooming in on that picture and it's like takes like 20 uh, minutes right, just, like, to get to the point. Right. Like this is more engaging. It is it is kind of slow at times, but not boring. So keep that in mind. So yeah, if you were a fan of the first one, you were gonna love this one. And it answers a lot of questions and still answers. No questions at the same time. I didn't say nothing about Harrison Ford's character. Is he replicant or not? Right. Well, you know, Ridley Scott said in interviews before that he is. Is he? Yeah. Or is he? Ridley, not? well, then so, again, he said a lot of things about <laughs> Alien that he ruined up with Covenant. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, this is set 
obviously 30 years in the future, it's uh, you know, the, there's a new wave of replicants out because they've uh, destroyed the Wallace ones, mm-hmm. or those are the ones that they've been hunting. The previous the, corporation. The, yeah, the Nexus Sixes, and then. Does Jay Leto play the Jared, the new bad guy? He's the new Jared Leto. Or, or sorry. Wallace is the new bad guy. It was. Uh, Tyrell. That's right. Oh, that's Tyrell. what I'm thinking. So of. Wallace okay. is the new bad Thank guy. You. That's right. He are not really. I don't know. I really call him bad guy. The new like producer of these replicants, mm-hmm. and he has a weird god complex about him because totally. he's, like, he's like a creating life kind of thing, and it's a really weird thing. And I don't know. He he did a good job. Jared Leto's like a weird good actor. Mm-hmm. He really wasn't in the movie too much though. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And neither was Harrison Ford. <laughs> I actually heard that. Some people uh, are kind of bitter about that, actually. But it, it wasn't his story. It's, it's right. All, it was That's all about, why I was like, okay. Yeah, like well. it, kind of, it kind of was. Like it kind of like tied into his story, and like like really at the end, really hard with the first movie. But this was mainly about Ryan Gosling and his character and his story. And man, it's it's super good. So you, if you're into the the first one and the world building and stuff, total win on the new one. Oh, it was yeah. I loved it and cool. like the and. The fight scenes were just like so well done. There wasn't like over the top action. It's just it was just so intense action. Like there's this part in the end with this water. They're like fighting on this beach. I don't want to spoil too cool. much. And it, like the entire like I look over at Matt and he just has his hands on his face like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? Because like you don't know. Like it's like Ooh. right, right. It was so ner- like it was like a nerve wracking moment. Good. Like, this is super cool, and so that was a lot of fun. Uh, other than that, I did start Wolfenstein. Uh, the new order. Oh, that's I know, the newest no. entry. No, because the, the new Colossus is coming. That's out. right. That's right. This and that's a previous one is new order. I want to say yeah. The new Colossus There's so many Wolfenstein games. Comes out on the 27th. So I kind of wanted to play it because I was really interested in the new one. Looks so good. Oh yeah, it does. And I I think I beat the first three chapters of it so far. I only played it for a few hours. What on do you think? Sunday, Monday. It was. It's good. It's a lot of fun. So. As someone, all right, here's your opportunity to talk to me as I never played Wolfenstein before, okay? Is it like Doom, but with Nazis? It's similar to Doom, actually, because okay. it's, it's still id and all that in Bethesda. Yeah, yeah. And, it, like, running around the level designs, like, with the secrets hidden around the map. Like, okay. Like, this is kind of like Doom. Okay. Obviously, there's no demons running around. It's, it's you know, Nazis. Right. Uh, but it was it's super fun. I'm really digging it. So that's I'm awesome. Hopefully, hopefully try to beat it before the new one comes out, and then probably pick up the new one. And you got till the 27th to do that. I know. Well, how long are the how long is the game? I, I, I have no idea. You're probably like forget the secrets, just go well, straight. Unfortunately, through. I can't do that. So I have. I know. I I'm the same way. Secrets and I'm having to like tell myself, no, Justin, you got to like with Shadow of War. It's like no, you have to do the main quest. You mm-hmm. got to do at least one playthrough. It's pretty hard, but you know what? It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, killing Nazis. So I this is kind of off topic, but so Bethesda came under flack when they tweeted out for like an advertisement for their the new Wolfenstein, talking about like you know the, taking out the Nazis and stuff. Oh yeah, I, and I someone, saw that. Someone responded to them like calling them like intolerant and stuff. I'm like, they're Nazis, man. Come yeah. on, I understand like what people like get offended when, by when things. Was but it, when was it controversial? We fought a whole world war <laughs> against them because they were doing awful things. They're Nazis, man. So I just thought that was just so crazy. And not, not that everyone and that's even Bethesda's yeah. like what? <laughs> right, I know. Yeah, it's like well, you know, it's outrage culture nowadays. I mean, they that's like not even on their radar. They're just trying to put out a game. I've seen people accusing them of like I don't want to get into politics, but like political narrative and all this stuff, and they're like, uh, "We just we've had this license, you know, we've been putting it out for years now, and all of a sudden there's a problem. It's it's just because everybody's just, you know, they just rage over 
whatever anymore. So I just take it for what it is. Like like you said, I from what I've seen, it looks like a really good um, alternate universe mm-hmm. kind of doom feeling game. How is the uh, now? How is the gunplay? Now, obviously, it's id software, so I'm sure the gunplay is solid. But how is the weapon variety? Uh, is it a little more limited? It's a little more limited. I think you only have like that's like similar to Doom. Like, yeah, like, yeah. It's like the weapon wheel, but you get like different. Like some guns, like like the pistol, you can have a suppressor on it or not. Okay, like so there's some attachments. But there's style. a lot of guns you can dual wield. Like interesting, you, you can have an assault rifle, and if you pick up another assault rifle, you can dual wield them Jeez. And, just, and just go to town, which is a lot of fun. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. Like stuff like that, and uh, I, I mean, I'm still pretty early in the game, so I don't. I'm sure there's still more going on. Like mm-hmm. I picked up a, like a machine gun. Like you can pick up the mounted machine guns off the turrets and like carry them around. And one was just like shooting like melting beam lasers. So that's that's kinda, cool. That was fun. Uh, and then you can take off limbs pretty easily with weapons. So yeah, very do mask probably in the brutalization side of things mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So. I mean, there's the pistol, submachine gun, assault rifle. I got a sniper. I had a shotgun at one point. Okay. So, I mean, the usual. Yeah, totally. I don't know how much what variety between. Because, like, the game starts out in during World War II, during 1942 right. or something. And so, like, you have, like, the gun 1942 version. And then things happen, and you it's the 60s. So yeah. And then all the guns are upgraded and modified for the 1960s They kind of look like they got some, like, fallout kind of aesthetic going it's, on. Yeah, it's, it's a cyberpunky kind of future and it's it's pretty cool it's on my radar it's on my it's on my list of to plays so let me know when you beat it i will uh i'm sure you probably find it on steam pretty cheap because i think I oh got i've got a bookmark trust me yeah so I, got, I picked it up for like 10 bucks on a playstation sale Heck a yeah uh, i still want to play the the with the old the old old wolf no i mean or? it was it was the dlc for this one it, i figured what it's called the old guard that's what it was i wonder what that one's all about I heard that's kind of fun. It's like a standalone DLC. Oh, like how is it back in like World, back War, in World II? War II? Yeah, that's cool. So we'll see how that is. Um, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, I was biking earlier, and now my throat's all dry. Biking uh, very fast. Yes, very Might fast. I was locked out of the studio and had to go run home and get my old student ID to unlock the door. So. That was fun. Yeah. Minutes before we were on air. But we made it. We're here. We have just a couple minutes before we take a break. Anything else you would like to talk about? Oh, man. I mean, let's see. Shadow of War, uh, Wolfenstein. Um, trying to think if I... if There was another game that came up on my radar recently, and I'm trying to remember what it's called. Now you're going to make me look. It's going to take me a minute to remember here. I apologize. That's okay. We're killing time anyways. So <laughs> have you so you said you haven't been able to play much, so you're just kinda Yeah, I, I honestly I don't think I played at all over the weekend. I did go to Oktoberfest out at Prost this last oh. weekend. So that did take up quite a bit of my time. I guess I can kill two minutes with that. Uh that was a ton of fun. I love Oktoberfest. It's just yeah. a fun party. We I mean Matt and I and we met up another friend, Matt Short, as well, and the three of us kinda had a good time. They, because they block off the whole street downtown. Mm-hmm. Had like the like the German band out there playing. It's a lot of fun, and that's awesome. Then later on, it got a little sloppy. <laughs> not not me personally. I, I cut myself off when I needed to, like when I knew. Oh, I'm sure you did. There were some You're people, an upstanding citizen. There were some some girls, I'll say, that did not know <laughs> when to stop. So are you complaining about this, or are you just observing? No, I'm complaining. It was a little oh. at times. <laughs> well, that's never good. It wasn't good, <laughs> but. 
It is what it is. It's Oktoberfest, which is, I guess that kind of season is ending now. We're starting mm-hmm. to move into the winter beers. I'm like, mm, no. Yeah, just stay a little longer October, I, I know. It's actually really nice out today. Yeah, And it was bad. yesterday. Actually, yesterday was lovely. But knowing Idaho is going to get real cold real soon. Yeah, been snowing in my home state of Wyoming already, already? for weeks. Oh, my goodness. Yep. So you can always tell it it's going to be a long winter over there if it hits before Halloween bad winter usually yeah. it's there guaranteed by halloween but so. i love the winter that means i can stay inside right and play video games yeah i was gonna say let's tie this back to the show let's and play lots of games yeah so uh let's see if i can do this right and maybe just take us to do a commercial break all right we will be be back in just a few minutes so we will see you later <laughs> All right, we are back. Uh, for anyone listening, this is the Dry Spell Cast on University Pulse. And for anyone listening later, thank you very much. Uh, so I figured we should probably just get into some news. Let's do it. Uh, it's Halloween, or almost. We're in October, so the whole month's Halloween, right? It's Halloween. Yeah. Uh, and every video game known to man is starting their Halloween event. Broke-tober. Besides all the releases, now we've got all the... Now now the games you already own are trying to get you right. to keep playing, which is always an issue, but you know what? It's okay. So it's a good problem to have. We're going to start with Overwatch. Might as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of subside some yeah, of the news. Yeah. Talk about the good stuff coming up. Uh, Overwatch's Halloween Terror event uh, started yesterday, so that'll be on Tuesday for all you people listening on the podcast. That comes up tomorrow. Uh, so it's similar to last year's event. Uh, they'll have 140 plus cosmetic items for you to uh, unlock through loot boxes or pay if you, that, that's what you'd like to do, uh, such as new skins, voice lines, emotes, highlights, intros, and so much more. That's cool. I've From what I've read, I'm not an Overwatch player myself. Uh, at I least think I you'd don't. like it. I, I know I would. It's just it's the same you actually, problem. I think you would the really like The classic crux game. of, when am I going to have time? I will find time eventually, trust me. But I've read that this has been like, the community's like favorite event, at least from last year. Is uh, that is that well, pretty cause, accurate? Because it was the first event that added a new game mode. Oh, okay. And it was a horde mode, which they are bringing back the Junkenstein's Revenge Co-op. So this sounds great. Uh, which I actually never played. I don't think I even played the Halloween event last year because I think it was about the same time and I was just busy with school. So totally. I even, like it wasn't even on my radar. I think the first event I played on Overwatch was the winter Christmas event, mm-hmm. and because I was on break, so obviously that makes sense. So yeah. That's coming back, came back, and that runs through uh, November 2nd. Nice. They give you a nice big window that, that, in there to see, play. See, that's why I like Overwatch, because they give you like about a month to play. I hate games. They're like, here's our one-week thing, and yeah. if you don't log in during that week, well, you don't get anything. Sucks so. to suck. So, yeah, this is uh, bringing in new stuff as well as returning stuff from last year, cool. which is nice. So it gives you a chance to pick up uh, stuff that you might have missed, because there's some cool skins and stuff. and. I've checked out the skins on this year's, and there are really some really cool stuff in there, actually. Nice. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of Blizzard's fun. really good about that with oh. their character models and stuff. Blizzard's great. 
I'm just surprised you like haven't played it. I know. I tell people that they look at me and they're like, "You don't play Overwatch." Like if I if know, I'm maybe awful. if you buy it, it would be the catalyst of having me buy it on PC. I don't know. Okay. Uh, maybe I'm just saying that. Gauntlet's but... been thrown down, folks. <laughs> it's only thirty right now, so maybe. Is it really only thirty? Mm -hmm, I believe so. Maybe forty, but it's not full price anymore. I just gotta get on the Blizzard launcher. You Steam. Just kidding. I get why you don't. Unlike EA, I'll never forgive you, EA, for Origin. Origin. <laughs> Ever. Just, ugh, Origins. Moving on. Yes. So, more <laughs> Overwatch news. Uh, Jeff Kaplan, you know, the director, the creator, creative director. That's what I'm trying to That's think. That's what you're looking uh, for. He is, they're starting to address the toxicity of the players in Overwatch. It has gotten real bad. Like, vocally? Like, like vocal toxicity? Or, like, what are they doing? Well, they'll, they'll like, like, in the chat and stuff, they'll, like, just... Sounds like Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, <laughs> well, it's like every it's like every game, but like it's just totally. it's just to like it's getting to a point where like if they will like just keep sp spamming you and like f Ugh. like in not helping you and because like Overwatch is a game where you really need to work as a team. Totally. If there's one guy on the team throwing it, you'll lose. Like it's so there's no message limit stuff in place, or is uh, that part of the new? Deal? That is part of the new thing. I cool. think message limit. I th believe uh, if you just keep spamming it, it'll just kick you from the game. Right. I think that's the new stuff. So he was talking about that, saying, uh, you know, there's no winning when it comes to toxic players. Totally. Which is not. And, it, and unfor it's just unfortunate that we ha live in a time where people can just be so, like, just behind their keyboard and say whatever they want. Well, I think, I think the problem is, more than anything, is, like, this has been a thing that's always existed, right? I mean, when you get the, you know, being anonymous, I mean, that's always going to be a problem. But, like, what I've noticed is I think that, as gaming has become more accessible, which is a good thing for the most part, younger and younger audiences are getting it. Or like now we're getting to the point where like the generation coming up is looking to the older generation who's playing these games. And, you know, there's just so many people like I and I know them personally. Uh, we don't necessarily play together, but I know people that are like, yeah, I get on my Xbox and Xbox and smack talk people on Call of Duty for two hours a night. And then, like, when kids grow up, what do you think that they, what do you think that they think those games are about? Yeah, well, it, yeah. Every time I kill someone, I teabag them and, and tell them they're they're you know this and that. And yeah, so a twelve-year-old told me that he slept with my mom, kind of thing. Right, exactly. Like, and it's on, like really? if that was true, never mind. I can't make that comment on there. Uh, it's can't just, be true. All of them can't be true. Just remember that. It's just, it's sad, and especially it's sad because it's such the younger generation. Oh, totally, that is doing that. Uh, so hopefully, when developers have to step in, well, the problem to is stop stuff uh, like that. It's like, come on now. The devs are afraid to speak out because the community, as quote unquote mean, can be mean. Of course. So it's like they're afraid to like, try to come out with a fix or address the problem because then they just get, you know. In some ways, it's it's an open media. Uh, you you know, it's an open outlet. You have to understand that anytime you enter those realms i mean sure you can put filters and stuff blizzard's always been pretty good about that if people don't want to see like cuss words or something you can turn your filter on it stars it out or whatever but i you know vocal chat's a whole nother thing and uh you're always going to have this problem where people are going to do that and and my biggest thing too that I, now here's where it can work against you if the developer steps in starts regulating all these things and implementing like uh chat spam you know, message exceeded limits. I've seen that work the other way as a fan of MMOs. I've had games after patches or launch or whatever that will kick people for no reason other than chat spam 
And it's like I wasn't chat spamming. So there are things that can come. And Blizzard's had that problem even in World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. I mean, a few times playing WoW back in the day, I got kicked for message spamming. I didn't once type anything in the keyboard box. It just was like a disconnect error message. Yeah. So it kind of goes both ways. You implement more things into the game code that are supposed to babysit people. In my mind, it's more room for error. Doesn't mean it can't be done, of course. But, um, you know, just... That's my two cents on it is I think it's sad when developers feel like they need to get involved. And, you know, if there's a reasonable thing that they can do, sure, why not? You know, try to have your community keep its respect. But like Ubisoft's been going through with this, like before this game, it was Rainbow Six Siege. And Siege's community, I love that game, but I stopped playing it a few months ago because I just get burnt out of 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 playing with randoms see that's, that's why I still for every enjoy one it. good guy you play yeah. with or even one you don't even have to be the most talkative just someone friendly or cooperative it's like one every five matches everybody's yeah. trying to like 360 no scope and that's not a game you 360 no, no. Scope in. And uh, it's, you know that's, that's how kinda, bored people are getting yeah that's kind of why i'm sticking to consoles for like stuff like that it's like i know the pc's the more toxic community than it, consoles. it can be it, it works both ways so it know, just depends I know on the title just the kind of stigma with the consoles and you know you i don't really stigma but you kind of just jump on play a couple rounds and you're, totally you're piecing out totally versus pc you're actually sitting down and getting pretty serious i don't mm -hmm. know that's the that's the feeling i get with pc so totally i i agree 100 percent. i'm sure i don't know if steam keeps demographic on uh length played or anything like per session but wouldn't surprise me if they did i'd be willing to bet it's probably more than consoles oh i'm sure i'm sure you know length of times so he, uh, Ka Jeff Kaplan, did say there is no, there will be no hiding behind anonymous handles anymore. So they're trying to expose the people that are being the trolls, I guess. What well, is there a handle system right now that you like typing a nickname? I'm not entirely like sure about, about the piece. Yeah, I think I don't know. I'm so not now sure I guess if somebody version. trolls me, I can directly report their Battle.net account. I guess I'm, okay. I'm not entirely sure how the PC version works. I don't own it, so I only know is about the PlayStation, and that's connected to your PSN. So. Interesting. Yeah. Moving on. More uh, fun, exciting game stuff. Destiny 2's first Iron Banner started this week. Oh, yeah. The classic. I, I haven't played it. Let's be honest here. I'm kind of not really into Destiny 2 as much as I thought it was going to be. You're not the only one I've heard say that, uh, which the, is which the is game, opposite the, of what the, I expected. I mean, I'm sure I'll play Iron Banner later in the week and you know do all that good stuff because I'm sure it's still fun. But for me, the game is not a game I'm going to sit down and play by myself anymore. Hmm. I played the whole, like maybe when the DLC comes out, but right. I played the whole campaign by myself, and I, I really enjoyed it, honestly. Yes. I made it feel I like... I heard it was more of a, I don't want to get off topic, but I heard it was a little more of like a soft reboot than an actual sequel. Like, it does continue, but yeah. I've heard they've kind of tried to go back and say, hey, we acknowledge we kind of we kind of should have fleshed kinda, this It kind of was, kind of was. Which which is fine. I mean, that's appreciated. Yeah, yeah, they, no. They, they, they went course. back and like, okay, we because that was like my biggest they complaint. Kind of I'm glad I to think, hear they've and I think it if up. you sat down and played it, you probably enjoy the game a little more than this time. But probably but, not at sixty bucks is what I've heard. No, yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe when like you know the two more DLCs come out, right? And they bundle it all together, mm -hmm. kind of thing, like they did in the other game. Uh, so yeah, Iron Banner's out. I'm sure I'll play a little bit. Uh, I'm sure I'll have a ton of friends. I mean, I'm in a clan with 30 people now. So, oh, perfect. Which is my clan, and I don't even play the game that much. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, I'm sure I'll always have people to play with, so I guess that's a good thing. I do like the clan system. Uh, so that runs to the rest of till the reset, so Monday night, I guess. Okay. Early Tuesday morning is when the reset hits. So we got just a few days on that. So it gives you new weapons, new armor, and I've always liked uh, the Iron Banner armor. It was... I was just looking 
Star yeah. Wars, sorry. That's not good. Because uh, Iron Banner armor and weapons have always been, always been really cool, very medieval looking, and I really like that, and I really appreciate that because it's like that's kind of one of my complaints with destiny is like there's so many so much gear but it's like it's the same gear kind of and it's kind of reskinned and it's like <coughs> there's no like good legendaries like oh that's such a cool legendary i want that legendary right versus like obviously you only can have one exotic and you kind of want some cool legendaries but so i do appreciate the iron banner stuff uh, i'm sure that'll be fun i'm sure all the events and stuff are there too heck yeah uh splatoon 2 is starting a halloween event next weekend Ooh. for all you switch owners out there so I think it should be cool. I think that I've heard the game's pretty fun. It's fun. I've actually never I, played I've it. played it. I've played it at someone's house, and I, I was surprised. I knew nothing about Splatoon. I was like, what is this? Because it's not like a just normal shooter. No. Like, the goal is to paint the arena. Right. And people, like, I think that was, like, a complaint, like, when the first one came out, and, like, even when the second one came out, is people were just trying to get kills and had no idea how to win. Right. they were just trying to get kills. They're and like, not, what? I got 36 and 2. How and did not, I like, lose the actually, game? Like, right. Because, like, it's kind of like a tug of war. Right. Painting the arena with your team it's, color. It's a really cool concept. I highly recommend. If you just want something fun and it's kind of a little more stress-free, which, when's the last time you heard someone say, yeah, I played the shooter. It's really uh, quite therapeutic. Like, that, <laughs> that that just doesn't happen. Usually, you get all of them to have those intense moments. But uh, uh, fun game. Really, really fun game. Yeah, so that's for the Switch, which I do have some Switch news coming up in a bit, so mm. we can get into that later. Uh, and the last game I saw that had an event going on is, I guess people still play it, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. <laughs> they made more after Black Ops. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so I guess That's where I they have a Halloween event starting. I, it was this week is when it started. So oh, okay. I, I lo- it's just all the games. Double XP, free Doritos. When are they going to start doing the opposite? They need to start doing the thing where you redeem your XP for Dorito uh, coupons. And Mountain Dew. Like, like that would just be, that'd just be great. Yes, you that know? would be. That would Add be to re- our obesity in this oh, country. Let's goodness. do it. Fire it up. Cod is the reason everyone's fat. Arteries clogged. Uh, yeah, so I it's just kind of annoying in a sense that all the games throw their... Obviously, it's a, ho- a, a holiday-themed event. So like, all, and obviously then if you're all the into games, MMOs, this whole month is like, you know, do these 17 themed quests and get this one uh, once-a-year deal. And you're like, I don't have time. I don't... I want to, but I can't. I mean, can't. if you do, that's great. You get some cool stuff, but like, dang. I'd be fine if the, like everything was longer. Obviously, like Overwatch's does a really good job because it it, it actually runs past mm-hmm. Halloween. So, um, and I'm sure Destiny's going to do their uh, Festival of the Lost coming up here soon, real soon too. Mm. So that and that usually runs for a couple of weeks. So I'm sure that'll start probably next week. I they'll probably jump maybe, right into it here unless, shortly unless they aren't even doing it this year, which would be weird because they've done it every year. So, and actually, that's actually one of the cooler festivals because, like, hmm. you get like these like paper mache like oh, masks that's cool. and stuff. Like, that's it was cool. actually like the Destiny. Some of the Destiny stuff was is really really clever, and that was one of them. Was like the masks, and you like you run around the tower getting candy from people. See, that's the kind of thing that I call that community building. I love when yeah. games do that. It, and like, so you actually you just ran around the tower and like got <coughs> got candy from people and got masks. Right. That's and cool. then there was challenges like get this many kills in Crucible while wearing this mask. And that's then it, that's cool. It's a lot. It was a lot of fun. I really kind of hope they bring that back because I think they'll do a a pretty fun job doing. Uh, with that again so hopefully that comes out soon if not i don't know yeah so yeah uh we are going to run to another short break and we will be right back
are back. Uh, we are just starting the last segment of our first hour. And we're going to talk about a little bit more news. So, have you heard about the Nintendo? Have you Super heard Nintendo? of the High Elves? <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, meme reference. Oh, that's good. Sorry, repeat no, that again. No, that's totally fine. So, Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes. You know, it's the thing, right? The classic? Yes. It is coming back into stock this week. All 10, all 10 units will be <laughs> shipping to the U.S. So, make so sure that, they overbook their pre-orders. That, are, and that already shows that they have put out more than they did with the, the NES classic. Yeah. But because they but I don't know how many more they're gonna keep putting back in and stuff. They've hired a guy for another hour to put like ten more together so they could say more. More. <laughs> it's just a little more we're ramping up we're, production. We're meeting by demand. 10. Uh so if you're lucky enough, I believe it was GameStop and Game Freak were having mm. was it I think it was Game Freak. I don't know. We're having the deals. If you're lucky, maybe in like place like here, Boise, you could probably still find one at Best Buy or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, who knows? But they're they're still there. I bet they'll continue to be showing up on the stores through the rest of the year. I hope so. Definitely, definitely during the holiday season, I bet you'll see a like a lot. More. I hope they meet that because none of us want to go to Scalp or eBay and pay four times. Well, what and, it is. and like that's such an issue, and like and they they realize that is an issue because they're actually bringing the NES Classic back right. at the start of the next year because it is like such and still like high demand mm-hmm. and for me personally i'd probably just get it just to have it i'd probably you know, play oh around, it's just cool play around on it have yeah. some fun but i mean how much is it running i think it's 80 for the nes oh SS, the for SS. what you're getting if you're into yeah. retro gaming very that, reasonable and i think the nes was like 60 so oh cool it's it's really not too expensive and considering the snes the snes I don't know what kind of last name is. <laughs> uh, it comes with 15 games on there, and like it's you know pretty good selection. Star Fox, Star Fox Two, the unreleased Star Fox Two, up for Game of the Year. Just saying. Yeah, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that uh, goes. More Nintendo news. This is kind of what I was talking about earlier. Nintendo is ramping up Switch production. Wow, they said have they, they been having inventory problems? Yeah, it's it's out of stock everywhere. Oh. I don't know if you've you've noticed. I not you're not really going out uh, to buy right, a Switch, right? But, or paying attention? That does I guess. suck, though. So yeah, they're ramping up production. They're saying they're going to make two million units a month. Wow, that's a lot. Easy, Nintendo. You just barely digging yourself out of the last hole. Let's just let's just get the orders filled I think, and see where it goes. I think the demand's there, though. Yeah, I, I can believe it. It's a it's a really neat co- when you have a first generation uh, concept that's taken off like that. Why would you not run with it? Because eventually somebody's going to come along and try to take a stab at that market. I mean, you could already argue some are trying. I've heard rumors of PlayStation wants to refire their uh, their mobile division the up Vita. and stuff. I don't know if they call it a Vita. I'm still upset that didn't work out. I but. know. Like- they place it. It's kind of like they still like kind of technically kind of support the Vita. Oh, totally. And I think games still come out for it, but just it's they never pushed it hard enough. No, I don't think I think this is their issue. And I don't know they could have really done the the dual screen kind mm-hmm. of thing or like I mean obviously the Switch you know does like the undocking you continue playing you know if PlayStation could have adapted that better I know they had a kind of like the you know suspend your game on right. the PlayStation and pick it up on the Vita, but it wasn't like super like reliable or yeah. anything yeah and i think the switch does a little better job of that obviously because it's coming from the unit itself mm-hmm. not just from another console so yeah two million units a month obviously that's going to happen right now to meet holiday demands because this game this console is going to sell really well during the holiday season. i don't doubt it 
it's because it's I mean it's cheaper than the majority of consoles. What two ninety nine? I mean, and if you given, want the titles, take, we've we've kind of ran the prices, you know, to right, get, it, to get right. it where you want it to be at with the controller and stuff. It's still gonna run you about five hundred, but yeah, yeah. Well, and if you want to play those titles that are owned by Nintendo, guess what? That's what you got to do. You so gotta, if you're really into that, it's a great investment. Yeah. If you like several of the of the franchises, because if you like Mario, spoiler alert, there are going to be lots of Mario games. Well, Mario Odyssey is coming. And that's out not a that's not a disc, by the right way. Right around the corner, the 27th as well of this month. Mm-hmm. So that is a big deal. Look at that later. Uh, and we just what the Mario versus Rabbids. I heard that's actually like, getting pretty positive mm-hmm. reviews because it's you know like an XCOM style right. fighting game. Which I is, love that which they is put super, XCOM and Mario. It's together. super random, but it's you know I heard it's actually like been executed really well, and Ubisoft's done a good job with it. So that's cool. I I mean I've been saying this for months. I want to get a Switch. Mm-hmm. I think I have practical application use for it. I want to like you know I've never technically owned a Nintendo console before. Wow! Ever. Even I can say I have. I because growing up, I, I've always been PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of happened that way. Like my sister won the first PlayStation in like wow. in a raffle in like 1998 or something. Perfect. Of course, she never played it, so me and my brother took it over, and then eventually we just got the PS2, the PS3, to the PS4, and like it kind of just happened that way. Right. I mean, but I'm not unfamiliar with Nintendo consoles. Right. I, I played. Of I went over to my cousin's house all the time or friend's house. But when I was a kid, I, I had a friend a, with an N64. And I was yeah, I played so N64. Jealous. I had a, a PS1 as well. Yeah, but. I had a neighbor with the uh, original. Uh, was it the SNES or even the NES? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Played that all the time. I think which one had Jurassic Park on it? I think it was the SNES. SNES. So yeah, yeah we'd play that all the time. Like it's. I'm not oh, unfamiliar. Jurassic Park. I'm not unfamiliar with. Uh, Nintendo games. I just like never owned a Nintendo console, like GameCube or a Wii or anything. So right I kind of want to own this one, get into it, and like you know, be a Nintendo fanboy. Heck yeah! Uh, just don't support their streaming policies. No, I mean, <laughs> we're not gonna get into. I, I know, I don't no, think totally. I, even, I don't think I even put. Sorry, that in I there. keep making passing comments. I know I need to chill it a little bit. You reminded me when you said Jurassic Park or something. I'm gonna look it up, but keep keep Welcome. rolling. To Jurassic Park. Uh, last thing I kind of want to talk about: <clears throat> Grand Turismo Sport demo came out on PSN. 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 That was weird. Uh, I don't know if it's still on there. I think it was like a very short demo. I didn't get a chance to play it. I'll check, <clears throat> hopefully later today, and see if it's still there. Something that's cool with the demo is your progress from the demo carries into the real game, so oh. you don't have to restart, which is a kind of a cool thing because the game comes out, I believe, on the 27th as well. Don't see it on the list here, but I want to say, oh, it's the 17th. I'm pretty sure it's the 17th. It is there. Okay. So, six days. I don't know if the, so I don't know if the demo's still there, but I, from what I heard, goodness, our friend Jesse played the demo. He did not like it. What? And I don't know if that's because he wasn't. Maybe because it's just the demo, or he's not really because he's not really into racing games t- uh, too big. He said, but he wanted to give it a chance. Yeah, and he said like the cars look great. But he's like, but the background looked weird, and it didn't like handle well. Oh. And he's like, which is weird because I have a PS4 Pro with the 4K like stuff, so like you think it would look good, play well. Oh, totally. So I'm kind of just gonna throw it on there that it was the demo, and that's the reason why maybe he was playing it like it was playing bad, or I don't know. I sure hope you're right. So I'm. I was gonna get this game right when it came out. And now I'm not so sure because of that. And considering I just brought bought Project Cars 2, which I'm loving, 
Well, good. It's it's a very good racing game. It's kind of what I. That's the one that applauds itself on uh, on customization, right? Like, I mean, they all try to push that, but isn't that the one that's really, really deep? Or am I thinking Turismo? Uh, Turismo gets really deep in okay. customization. Project okay. Cars Two does as well. It's not like. It's not Turismo levels, but it's yeah, pretty good. It's pretty good. Like if you know Above what you're its doing, because you can do like a, the simplified version is like talk to your car engineer, and then he'll like, like say you like there's a pump, couple prompts like oh I'm not turning well in the corners. Like, okay, oh. we'll, we'll just do this, or you can actually go into the tuning thing and like do it all That's yourself. Cool. I which like I that. have no idea how to do that stuff. I'm just right. like I'll let the computer figure it out for me, and I'll just hand I'll just deal with what I get. I just drive the car. Yeah, exactly. I'm like I'll just deal with what I get. Uh, so. I kind of want to play more of that game before Gran Turismo comes out, but I'm still going to get Gran Turismo. I love Gran Turismo. I'm going to maybe wait till the reviews come out and see if it's like if it is worth it. Because if it's not, that's going to be really upsetting to me. Because I've been playing these games. I mean, that was that was the first game I owned for the PS2. Really? Because we got the bundle: Gran Turismo 3 and ATV Off-Road Fury. That AT, I forgot about that what a, series. What a game. That was a oh, fun game. Oh, man. So, yeah, Fire up the, the banjo. So, Gran Turismo 3 was, like, the first PS2 game I ever played. So, like, I kind of had a connection with it right away, and, like, I've, you know, I've played most of them since. So, I don't think, I think I missed four, but I got five and six okay. in there. Or maybe it was Gran Turismo 2 that came out. No, I think it was three. I don't know. I'm That was so long ago. That was 16 years ago. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's, I'm old. Oh man, that was what 2001. Yeah, that's a jeez. My goodness, that is crazy. We're getting old. We're all gonna die. Eventually, very you're, depressing. You're, you're absolutely right. And the world sucks. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and the world sucks. Uh, on that note, on that note, we are gonna <laughs> go, jump into another break here, and we will be back in just a moment. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. We are about to start hour two. This is uh, the Dry Spell Cast for anyone listening now. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, we are on Twitter at Dry Spell Radio. Uh, email us at dryspellradio at gmail.com and on Facebook at, you guessed it, Dry Spell Radio. Do uh, Yes. My name is Austin. Uh, Matt is not in the studio for all you regular listeners. Uh, we have Justin in the studio with us again. Hey. So we are just going to start hour two off right with some good esports news. But before we get into that, I have a question for the listeners. Oh, I brought it up earlier, but I'm going to say it again. Given that it is Spooktober, I yes, I said Spooktober. Uh, what is your favorite spooky game? Uh, if you'd like to leave us an answer on either one of those three things that I mentioned before, Twitter, Facebook, or email us. I may read your answer on live radio. He'll do it. I'll make him. I'm that kind. I'm that crazy, and like, oof, you don't know what's going on. So news, we got. I got a good chunk of news here. This will probably take quite a bit of our time, which is perfect. Uh, esports. We've talked about esports pretty oh, regularly yeah. on the show. I know you've been with us for a little bit, so we've talked, and you mm-hmm. can understand. We kind of want to cover it, and it's becoming important on Boise State's campus because we actually have a legit. Uh, esports team now. We had a kickoff party two weeks ago. Yep. Uh, ton of fun. Super exciting. 
And I'm really glad the world is grasping esports as hard as they are right now. Heck yeah, I'm I'm glad to see it too. Like I said, I'm a I'm a total noob when it comes to the esports scene. But it's so entertaining. It's it's getting to the point now where yeah, I I started watching it like okay, well I better start watching some of it so I can at least say I've seen it. I'm actually quite enjoying it a little bit. Well, then I got the news for you. Oh boy, here you we go. You need to buy a Hulu subscription now. I got one. You do. Pretty sure. Okay, because yeah. there's esports are coming to Hulu. Oh, heard cool. it here first. <clears throat> so there are four shows to be streamed exclusively by Hulu. Uh, each are produced by the ESL and will range from shorter podcast style discussions to more in depth documentaries. Dota Two, League of Legends. Dota Two, League of Legends. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I know there's more. So now. it will follow CS:GO, ah, Dota Two, ah. PUBG, and more. Interesting. So all the main stuff. So the four different shows that. I'm telling four shows. That's whew, it's quite a bit. So the can first I, one. Can I make a prediction really yeah, quick? Yeah, let's go for it. I, I'm going to stir up the pot here, and then I'm just going to leave it to sit. I don't think PUBG's professional scene is going to take off. I don't. I think it'll fall on itself. It's it's how they're doing it. I guess we'll get a little sidetracked. They're it's. Obviously, like it's hard, like make like a winner. Right. They do several games and like do a point system. Mm. And I know we were watching. Matt was watching the uh, their last thing that happened. The and, Invitational. The Invitational, and there's a guy who won third, but never made it past like the top twenty. Or he did in the end. Like, right. Won, like, right. I think the last round he made it like in the top five, but he just constantly was kind of up there. So I was just kind of kept making some points. And the last round he was running like on the cliffs by the beach and got stuck in some rocks. Yeah. And the wall closed on him. And he's like, well, crap. He had so he just healed himself. Yeah, he had so he many healing supplies. He just healed himself for as long as he could. I think he ended up being in like top five or something because yeah. of that. So, and then he ended up getting like third place. Crazy. Yeah. So I think if they tweak PUBG just right, you can get a good esports. The potential's scene. there. I just feel like my my biggest thing, it's Blue Ball Entertainment, right? Is the developer is a blue, blue ball? Hole. Blue hole. Blue hole. Not blue ball. <laughs> uh, uh, this is very inappropriate for me. I'm just oh yeah, I wasn't even. Oh wow. <laughs> Well, we're blue on a hole. college campus, anyways. So, uh, Blue Hole, my my problem with those with what they're doing, and this is just this is all opinion, folks. So take it for what it's worth. I think they need to stop adding some stuff to the game and fix the game because my biggest thing is it's just jaggy. It's jaggy. It just feels very it, mainly first person. Third person plays a lot better, but first, anyways, yeah, first person's got some. That's just my thought. I'm just going to make an early prediction and say, as much as I like PUBG and I do. Um, I just don't see the professional scene being on level with something like Overwatch. I mean, just no way. I just don't see it. So, maybe we'll see. I do have a little bit of PUBG yeah, coming time will tell. in a little bit. But we're going to cover the, the esports here pretty heavily, probably for the next, as long as I can cover it, because there's not too much to cover after that. Uh, so, the first show is called Player v. Player. So, Player versus Player. Uh, is a gamified debate show with casters and esports influencers facing off over the hottest topics in esports. Panelists accure points while, while debating both newsy and big picture topics for ultimate bragging rights with a final challenge over a classic video game. Hmm. That'll be 10 30-minute episodes coming out for that. That's interesting. It sounds That's like what that around the horn it on totally, ESPN. Totally like around the horn on ESPN. Which, I mean... I guess if you want to make a successful show, base it on another successful right? show. Right. 
Well, you uh, got to look at casting, what's been done so far, and that's where your data is going to come from. Is, yeah. sp- is sports traditional so, sports? I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I, I like the whole idea of like the debate kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be similar to the kind of honestly what we're kind of doing a little bit here, and like most podcasts kind of stuff. Right. So, obviously, you'll be have people with way more uh, knowledge of the field than mm-hmm. myself and Justin and Matt as well. But I will watch it and I will learn from it. Yeah. And bring it into our show for you viewers. Very, I, I see listeners. the potential for it to be educational for sure. Yeah, I'm excited. Like, with 10, 30 minute episodes, that's, you know, that's, that's pr- substantial. It's pretty good. I wonder if it's going to be dropped all at one time or like one of those, like every week you get a new episode kind of thing. Well, you got to have to be able to binge watch in our day and age. So, but because Hulu doesn't really do the whole drop, that's true. At once. They're not like they Netflix. actually release. Uh, by weekly episodes. Oh, there you go. So they'll probably they'll probably pace it out. We'll find out. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next show is called Boot Camp. It is a weekly docu series following the Immortals. It is a, the top CS:GO team uh, as they rebuild their roster, leading to the IEM in Oakland, which I'm assuming is their international. Okay. Kind of, don't ask me. I'm not really into it. In like that in uh, to CS:GO. Yeah, sure. Uh, so. One of the is one of the premier sports in North America that takes place on November 18th and 19th at the Oracle Arena. So it'll it's, I guess that's the actual events coming up soon. So they're probably filming the currently right now the process of getting to this uh, thing. So that'll be another six 30 minute episodes on that. Which I that's what I look forward to is the docu the docu series kind mm-hmm. of thing. super interesting and you I bet we'll learn so much about. Like what it takes to be in esports. That that's my biggest Player thing. And you can't find good because I, you know, just for fun, a little bit here and there. I've looked it up and kind of spent some time. Like, and it starts with basic stuff. Like, okay, why do certain players play certain ways? Right. Like, I watch people play. It started with streamers. I'm watching them. I'm like, why is he doing that? Or why is it? That's something I'm not doing. Not that I'm trying to be ultra competitive, but if you are, how do you find that information? I mean, I'm sure somebody could say, well, this back water forum on the internet has everything you need but for people like me that are super not fluent with that i i actually look forward to seeing them compete at a high level mm-hmm. you can learn a lot from them. well and even like when we had our esports launch party here at boise state i've never seen league of legends in my life yep and i sat and watched them play around and i i was like yeah i i, I get what's happening there's the lanes there's the towers mm-hmm. you're taking over you're trying to get resources so you can you know, all that stuff. Like I've kind of started figuring out. I'm like, you know, it is kind of interesting. Is it kind of game I would play? I don't know yet. Right. I, if I had the time commitment, maybe. But because I mean, obviously, like Dota 2 and League well, of Legends. Moba, Moba there's just, just so time many. There's so dude. many characters you have to learn, and mm-hmm. obviously, there's like the easy characters that you play at first, then move on. And but that's just so much going on. Like even totally. Matt, who loves Dota, barely plays it. Right, because he's like, it's just there's a lot going on. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of time, but it's just crazy mm-hmm. how much there is. So, hopefully, this kind of and for CS:GO, I played. I have it. I played it. I bought the Valve. I bundle, played it too. And I was just running around like Call of Duty. Just Always switch your to your knife before you 360 no scope. I, I know that much. See, I, I didn't understand like how you got weapons or like you, like, oh, you select a weapon in the beginning. Buy at the beginning of the round. I'm like, and go. I'm like, what's going on? Then I'm like running around. I'm like, how nothing. come I have a Glock the whole time? <laughs> I know, and it was so confusing. So maybe watching this, I can maybe <laughs> actually understand how to play. That guy's got a, a 50 cal sniper. What am I doing? You know, I'm like pew 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 pew. Yeah. 
who's this guy with the pistol trying to save into the last round of the game? Yeah, so I I I don't know. I played I've played probably two three hours of CS. Right, by here too. Total. Ooh, excuse me. So hopefully you learn because obviously CS:GO Counter Strike has been one of the biggest esports. I mean, since the nineties. Right. Like land party kind of like competitions oh, have been going on with this game for, for a sure. long time. Yeah, definitely so, a legacy. Uh, next show on the sh- on the docket here is called Defining Moments, and uh, we'll cover many of the top games and fan the flames on ongoing debates about these plays. Uh, the series will feature in-depth interviews with game designers, teammates, fans, rivals, even sports scientists assessing reaction speed. Anyone who could add to the story of defining moments in esports. I have, okay, when you said that, I know this is terrible, but the first thing I pictured is, you know that episode of SpongeBob with Mr. Krabs when he goes, I like money. I just picture like EA CEO. Hey, how you doing? Oh, good. So, what makes you want to make games? I like money. Yeah. Sorry. No sorry. joke. Uh, that's funny. So that'll be six thirty-minute episodes as when well. You said game developers. I was like, okay, there's a lot of potential here, but I also see. And that'll be that. interesting, actually, because I th- I think we'll really get into like you know the moments where like the one game that's like just kind of shocked people like whoa when did this come from right and change the like i'm kind of that's kind of what i'm speculating like the games that change the industry of like Mm -hmm. how it is now and you know interviewing players designers like people the teammates and stuff like i think it's gonna be pretty cool and obviously like i'm sure they'll go obviously into esports because it is esports um of like moments in esports gaming that have that like shocked the world right which i'm not familiar with any off the top of my head lot of 360 no scopes <laughs> coming right up. Skyrim. Um, <laughs> last week's show. Good uh, times. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that should be super interesting. I'm kind of looking forward to that. So when's the creation club getting at it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm I just, sorry. I just kind of blanked for a second, like, why did I even bring it up? <laughs> uh, in the last show, this is actually the one I'm probably most excited for. Uh, is ESL Replay. It is a fast-paced, condensed, documentary-style recap of the most memorable moments from four of the biggest multi-day esports tournaments in the world. Uh, via, via, via variety, the tournaments include Dota 2 in Hamburg in late October, uh, CSGO tournaments, and PUBG in Oakland in November. So they're going to cover what show was I talking about earlier that had Oakland? I don't know. PUBG in Oakland. Okay, and CSGO in Denmark in December. Sorry. Uh, that will be four 60-minute episodes, so I can really see... Hmm. I mean, if they're done well, I'm going to really enjoy that. Right. I think the production value will be there. I mean, if Hulu's going for it, they're definitely not going to, you know, half it. No, and They're going to go for it. Hulu has the money, so I right. think they'll be okay. Yeah, I... I see a lot of potential as, like I said, as as a total noob to the esports thing. Um, I personally am excited for it. You know, I think it'll. It just is always a good thing when you can get gaming in the public eye in a positive way, right? I mean, how is how is that a lose for anyone? We need we need more gamers out there because we need more people to to keep you know the tradition alive and and to keep things going and that's how the industry evolves i mean if there's not demand then where are we going to go you know and it's kind of an interesting thing like to you know how popular is this going to be on hulu yeah i'd be interesting to see what the view count is um cuz we were talking we we kind of covered it after the show but like the international for league of legends or something 
had more viewers than like the NBA finals. Oh yeah, yeah. So I know the market's there for esports. It's just I wonder how small the market is. Right. And, like, is it only those people, or what? Like, is it going to like? Will it slowly expand to more people? Mm-hmm. And, like, people like maybe this will stumble upon it. I know when ESPN does their occasional esports thing, people actually end up like, "What's happening? This is kind of actually kind of cool." And they're like, you know, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm really enjoying it. Kind right. Of thing. So, uh, only time will tell. I think this is a good step forward for esports. Totally. And more more publicity and is never I, a bad obviously thing. Obviously, this with will that. probably bring about more esports stuff on Hulu. Maybe Netflix will get something. Oh, if it's successful, people will follow suit. Yeah, it's guaranteed. Absolutely. It's, I mean, so let's hope it's I successful. I like money, kind of thing. <laughs> I like money. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break, and then we will be right back. Right, we are back. Uh, this is the Dry Spellcast for anyone listening. Justin, yes, you have a game you would just like to talk about. Oh, yes, that thank you. you. Yeah, thought so, of earlier and then realized finally figured out what the yeah, game is. Yeah, like like forty five minutes ago, there is this indie game. Now I was joking with Austin about this. I'm going to totally put this thing out there for for people. I bet it's not on many people's radars. Um, that I kind of bumped into, let's see, 2015. I, I bumped into the social media for these guys. And uh, let's just put it this way. Did you ever play the Jurassic Park Genesis game? It was a park building sim. I don't think I did. Oh, man. Now, I I used to... Welcome l- to Jurassic Park. Oh, Does it say that when you... Yeah, oh, totally. I loved the Jurassic Park Genesis game. And so basically the premise of it was... It's kind of like Roller Coaster Tycoon, a little bit. A little bit better. At the time, I thought a little bit better graphics, honestly, and stuff. But you could build, like, enclosures, and then you would have certain dig sites. So you kind of had three tiers, right? You had the park to run, like a traditional park game. Then you had research teams that were, like, in different parts of the world with dig sites. And you could only have so many dig sites in your save file. And you would buy research teams, and then that would be how quick you would get DNA for dinosaurs. The more complete your DNA uh, genome was, the longer your dinosaurs would live for. And less likely they'd become sick and stuff. So you're, like, constantly trying to, I don't know, and then you have, like, hatcheries, and you build enclosements, and you have, like, low security fence, medium, high, and then you go into your dinosaurs and you research, like, what kind of security do I need? And then, like, if stuff would go wrong, there would be, like, natural disasters, which um, would show up, and, like, they knock out the power. Then your T-Rex would get out, and if you didn't have, like, shelters for the people, you'd, like, start eating people, and then you get sued and stuff. Then you stress the world all over again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the classic crux of the Jurassic series there. So that game was really, really good. If it sounds interesting, trust me, it was. I mean, you could take control of like your ranger chopper and go like shoot them with tranquilizers or like you could research lethal and then like if you needed to, you could actually get in the chopper and play as the rangers. Like, get to the chopper. Yeah, exactly. You got to go now. You can go clever girl and then, you know, and then just blow them away. <laughs> but uh, anyways, Really good game. Well, there's an indie developer. Um, now, this is really interesting. I guess before I get to that part, 
I have wanted every it was a very cult game. It had a pretty good following from what I understand, but they never made a sequel. I don't know why that is. It was financially successful, I'm pretty sure. Uh, got great reviews for especially for a park sim game. People are like, "Oh boy, Roller Coaster Tycoon with dinosaurs." It is way better than that. Way more multi-leveled, a lot more elements that way. Um Microsoft recently announced another Jurassic Park Park Sim game. Hmm. But I'd like to bring your attention to a game that was inspired by Operation Genesis that I personally think from what I've seen and through their Kickstarter and stuff, I and I'm not I have no contact with the developers. This is totally independent review you're getting, just pure honesty from what I've researched. This game is called Mezicoa and uh it was announced in, I think they officially announced it in early 2015. And it sh- I believe it got a release date, and it's coming the end of this year, if not first quarter of next year. It's totally uh, indie dev. I think it's Underdog Games is their name or something like that. But it's a park sim in the vein. But here's what's different. They're adding in elements where you can play as the dinosaurs. I don't know how that's going to work, but your Operation Genesis was cool, but it probably had about 20 dinosaurs. This has got like 80 different creatures. Mm. Anything to do with dinosaurs, not just dinosaurs, stuff from that era as well, the various eras uh, that they existed in. And so it looks really promising. The graphical fidelity, I think, for a park sim game is really good. Um from what I understand, the devs have claimed that you can play, and they've shown some uh, a little bit of evidence of this. So you have your traditional over-the-top managing the park. Same thing as Operation Genesis, just more fleshed out. More um, teams to research things, uh, more things to manage, but not overbearing, you know, because there are games out there that are just so tedious, like nobody wants to keep up with them. And... On top of all that, uh, it seems like they're really pushing the envelope. It's basically going to be a bigger, better, badder Jurassic Park Genesis. And like I said, if you ever find that game, I don't even know if you can buy that game legitimately anymore. I don't think you can. What was it like console for? Or I had it on the computer. I think it was only on PC. It was only on PC. When did it come out? Like, oh, like- dude, 2000 and... Well, it was right after the third Jurassic Park movie. Oh, man. Because it had Spinosaurus in it. I remember. I was super excited. I loved dinosaurs when I was younger. Well, who doesn't? Right. That's my, that's my thought. Dinosaurs the best. You don't have a soul if you don't like dinosaurs when you're a kid. Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jurassic <laughs> Wars coming out. Dra- right. It's got Jeff Goldblum. I, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> 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 oh, geez. Fire up the Jeff Goldblum laugh memes. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> This game looks really good. I'm not sure what the price tag is. I don't think it's a full 60 bucks. It's probably like 30 or 40. I could be wrong. I, like I said, independently giving you this uh, you know, preview, I will say I've followed them for two years on social media. I've checked out their Kickstarter regularly. And I can honestly say that uh, everything I've seen, the, the devs are very responsive to their community. They have pushed back the game a few times as expected. Uh but they have evidence to support what they're saying, in my opinion. So if you're into park sim games or if you're just a Jurassic Park fan, even if you're not like – because here's, here's one group uh, of gamers I think gets left out of these equations a little bit. When we say park sim game, um, Genesis was a fun game to kick back and kill a few hours with. And I know, for example, I think I've had my wife try it once. And 
you know, she's not like super into like first person shooters and stuff. She plays a little PUBG every now and again. But she's uh, she's more into like that kind of. Like, she likes that pacing or, simulator yeah. stuff, and I can tell you, it's really cool. And especially now, where they're claiming I get to, I can take control of the dinosaurs. Uh, you know, and there's and there's all sorts of stuff. You got to have like vaccines to if your dinosaurs get sick, and it's. To me, it's a fascinating idea. Park Sim Games, I know they're a dime a dozen, especially in the world of mobile games now. Because, um, you know, at the time that Genesis came out, that wasn't really a thing. The the mobile game deal wasn't a thing. So, honestly, if it sounds interesting to you, check it out. Uh, Mezzacoa. I'll, I'll spell it for you because if you just try to Google it, you're going to get all sorts of stuff. Let me... You probably you people that are science people are probably like idiot. I know how to spell this. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't. It was like the, what, the Meso- Mesozoic era. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a plan. Um, plan words. M e s o z o i c a, and just search that. It'll be called like that. 2015. Uh, the logo is like half black, half white, with some claw marks through it. Um, really, really promising game. And I, like I said, I believe just like a week or two ago. On their Facebook, they gave an official release date for Steam. They said they're going to start with a PC release, but judging by the Kickstarter backing and stuff, they did acknowledge that consoles are actually a legit possibility. And But part of me kind of wonders with Microsoft releasing this new Jurassic Park game, if that's going to be limited, but who knows where it'll go. I hope it's a success. I, I haven't even heard about this Jurassic Park game, so I... It's, it just got announced a couple of weeks ago. Probably, and probably will release about the same time the next They probably Jurassic went, Park oh, look out. at all these people on Kickstarter back in this indie game. We, we should get a piece of that. I like money. Yeah, I like money. Exactly. So anyways, that's my, that's my uh, random interjected thing of the day. Totally cool. That's yeah. What we're here for. I love supporting indie devs. As long as they put out a good quality product and they're willing to support it, um, that's what it's all about. I, I, I just don't want to see things get monopolized. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And speaking of indie games that no one's ever heard about, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of this game? Uh, that's the one with the pad, right? Yes. Oh, okay. Nailed yeah. it. <laughs> uh, PUBG. This is now become our, becoming our PUBG. You guys have hour. like a segment on this every week. It is what well, is the hottest news. Like still. when I show up, it's like I don't even need to know what's on the itinerary. I just go, okay, PubG's going to be in, well, the, you gotta in the home have, stretch. We make, we, I get it. It's PUBG the most pop, keep, it's the most played game in the world right now. I know, and that's kind of where I'm at. It is closing in, and even today, it might even have even break, broken the threshold of two million concurrent oh. players. The last I saw when I, when I wrote this last night, it was one point eight, I think. 1.9 even. Well, like it was social like, media is it was like, like, servers up, servers down, was, servers yeah. up, servers down. So it was I'm like, not surprised. It was like right there, and I the lit, like Dota 2 was like 700,000. So like this is that not, is and that's, unbelievable. And that's second place. Unbelievable. So there's nothing close to this game right no. now. Two, almost 2 million, and I'm sure it's there. Um, that is unreal. This game, well, here's another more unreal stat. Since it came out in March, okay. so it's been seven months, has sold 13 million copies. <sighs> that's 2 million a month. I wow, thirteen million copies, <laughs> and everyone wonders why. I saw this thing the other day online. Uh, people were in this forum and they were talking about why does everyone feel like they need a battle royale mode? I've been playing this game for a year or whatever, and it doesn't have one of those. I don't need it. And I'm like, look, I, I like money. Like that's the term for today's show, I guess. Uh, if I could sum it up in one word, no, but. I mean, really, look at how successful it is. 
How do you look at that and say, well, that's not a legitimate thing? Because I know there were so many naysayers of PUBG, and I'm not saying the game's perfect. I have lots of problems with it personally, <laughs> but I still enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, it's it's perfectly imperfect right now. That's Obviously, exactly it'll right. it'll get to its uh, release eventually. I I'd imagine the PC version is going to be released by the end of this year. The full well, version. where they got all these con- is Xbox out. Xbox no. is no. Not okay, yet. that got pushed. PS4 to- just got announced. That's a rumor. It's not, it hasn't okay. been confirmed. Okay. But it sounds like the PS4 is getting PUBG. So, yeah, I would put I it like out. Money. It, they should put out the PC version, even if it's a week before no, everything else. They, they need to have they, it well, they, they need to have the PC version out before anything else. I and I'd imagine yeah. it's going to be out maybe by the end of the year. But probably not. I don't know. I'd love to see him hit a holiday. Well, I mean, we're release. still waiting on Faulting that they announced like four months ago. So yeah. that's still not there. Yeah. Oh, Faulting. When we get done with PUBG, I got another indie game I want to talk about for a second. Sorry, you totally. <laughs> no. Today is just like he just says something and it's like triggered. You Perfect. Know? It just that's, goes that's, off my head. That's great because we're starting to run out of things to talk about. <laughs> oh. Uh, we got to improvise the last 30 minutes. I mean, we're professionals. We've we got been doing this. that for years. Uh, yeah, I totally have this. I mean, I still have a little bit to talk about. But uh, So player unknown himself, Brendan Green, uh, thinks the game could reach 100 million players. Keep in mind, this guy also is supposedly threatening legal action on Fortnite because they, and I will oh, you have a battle royale mode? Well, we invented that. Well, when we come back from break here in just a moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Do you think it's possible? Hundred million. Hundred million. Hundred million concurrent, or just, or just 100, 100 million, million copies? Players. Yeah, copies. I I think that's what he's. What the, what are they at right now again? Thirteen, and that's just PC, and that's still early access. I'm gonna say fifty possible. Hundred? No way. No, I I just don't see unless it. We unless see... people are buying consoles and entering the gaming market yeah. to get this game. I just Which don't they see it might because I mean this is kind of one of the reasons I actually bought a PC was kind of this game. That's cool. Which I That's mean, cool. I wanted a PC, but this was like the catalyst, to, like make me actually like pull the trigger. And hey, do dude, it. there's eight of us and we can play this game. I get it. Yeah. I get it. It's a uh, great party yeah, game that fun. way. I uh, well, I think if it you know, million Judas. if he obviously Xbox is getting the release. If they do the PlayStation release, I think it's possible. I mean, oh, with he the didn't, console releases, yeah. totally, totally, because. Yeah. He didn't give a time window of honestly like when you're gonna hit 100 million, right? So, I mean, he could say you know it could be 100 million five years from now mm-hmm. if the game's still relevant five well, years from now. Get, well, well, there's a company that's taught us about relevancy after the game's release. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's kind of where, I I mean I could see him getting like. 50 or above easily. Yeah, I, I don't see 100. 100 million is a lot. I mean, color me surprised if they hit the 100 mark. I mean, obviously it's worldwide, but just keep in mind, like keep just to, for a frame of reference, that's a third, almost a third of the United States <laughs> playing a game, one game. So uh, with that, we are going to take a little break and we will be back soon. We are back. 
with arms wide open. Uh, this is the Dry Spell Cast, for anyone listening. Uh, my name is Austin. This is Justin here. Hello. We are starting the about last half an hour of our program here. And we're just going to cover up a little, a few more things. So we left off talking about PUBG. Shocker. Shocker. Uh, but you brought up Fortnite. And I want to throw this in there. Because we just talked about how PUBG is closing in on 2 million concurrent players. Yes. Fortnite Sunday posted a stat that they had 3.7 concurrent players on Sunday. Yeah. And I'm sure that makes PUBG really angry. Um, you know, I, I hate to tell what's his face over there at Blue Hole Entertainment this, but let me, let me tell you something. You're going to get competition. You can't just, you know, it's funny. Everyone at first, and I was in this boat. I'm like, oh, well, this guy should be applauded. Indie dev, da 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 Then he turns around. And in my opinion, this is all subjective. I think he's kind of been a little bit of a scumbag with how he treats people. Dude, people are going to enter your industry. It's good to have competition. Yeah. He's, and, I and, mean, people said, well, he had H1Z1, but those guys gave up, in my well, opinion. And, they gave up on that game a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, and keep in mind, he this is an, was an Arma mod, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he's like... He's, he I'm happy that he's He doesn't have successful. the rights to no. like, say this. So, I mean, yeah, I'm happy he's successful. But you need competition because it forces you to make your game he, better. He, the problem is, is he acts like he invented the genre. Yeah. Battle Royale modes have been around for uh, ever. I was just reading a thing on this the other day. When was the first Battle Royale mode? I wish I could remember, but I can tell you the biggest one before this was H1Z1. And, yeah, they ruined it with microtransactions stuff. They totally shot themselves in the foot. That game could have easily, in my opinion, destroyed PUBG on a playing level. Yeah. Now it's it's like watching a cartoon. You drive 95 on your motorcycle, bail off, and then shoot the guy with the shotgun and take no fall damage. Like, I'm glad that's not my kind of game. If you're into the more arcadey stuff, that's fine. But um, I just think PUBG, if he really wants to take it to the next level – He's they gotta smooth the game out. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and like you said, he makes these comments and I'm not gonna repeat them verbatim right now, but he acts like he's like the god of this dimension that he's created, right? Yeah. This, this is all in my head. I've created this. That's I'm sorry, dude. You're not. Uh I'm glad you've been successful. I wanna see you continue to be successful, and I wanna see PUBG hit a hundred million. I think that would be amazing that for the gaming amazing. industry in general. But to <laughs> imagine, sit there and talk. The servers. Ah! Oh, yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. Have you uh, played Fortnite, the P- Battle Royale? I haven't. I've watched several streamers. You should download it. It's free. So, I mean, oh, is it? That's why, and that's why they're getting such like okay. big numbers is the Battle Royale is free. People are getting fatigued to PUBG, and that's the other thing, too. It's the Call of Duty syndrome a little bit. I mean, much shorter lived, but, like, you've had your success. You're going to continue to be successful. But I just got to also put out there that PUBG can be really slow, really slow. And sometimes I just get sick of that. I like the well, concept, uh, but right, I'm like, give me some. If I'm going to sit here and camp, let me build some lately, Fortnite. Yeah, yeah exactly. And Fortnite's fun like because Matt and I, we played it like like one night mm-hmm. just to see how it was. The gunplay's not as good. I'll of course. That. Like, PUBG's got the gunplay like down. and But like the whole base building thing is really cool. Because like, we, right. we ambush people. Like We were in this house, and we jumped down on the other side of a building and saw these other people. We were got into the big house, got all the loot, ran up to the top floor. We saw they were running over to our house. We built a wall at the top of the stairs. 
Wow. And so they had to run, and you had to have to pull out your axe to bust down the wall. So they bust down the wall, and then we just gunned them down. That's like awesome. The two of us killed the whole squad of four. Because the so, breaching was Yeah, not so like smart. we actually killed two in the stairs, and then Matt stayed on top of the stairs. I actually jumped out of the building Flight. onto the ground and like went up behind him. It was so it was so fun and it's just so cartoony and pretty good and I, it is free. Just download it. It's you yeah, got to do Epic uh, their Epic game launcher, which is fine. And gunplay can be smoothed out. PUBG has shown us that. Cuz I got killed at a longer range with a shotgun versus my rifle cuz I can't even hit the guy with my rifle cuz yeah. like, the bullets like shoot like in a really weird pattern. All the streamers I've watched said shotguns OP. Shocker. So, I and I I killed people with the shotgun so it's it's a lot of fun it's free uh if you want more realistic obviously you're gonna stick with PUBG. totally but if you just want to like dink around like the map's smaller and it's it's just funny like how many people on a map it's 100 still okay yeah it's just a little quicker pace due to map yeah. size oh yeah the, a the lot game, of people the hear that like, and they go the game took I like, like 10 10 or so minutes so oh wow yeah it, it goes the quick. whole game yeah it wasn't long so you actually can sit down and play a few rounds of it and how do you get any time to build anything <laughs> It maybe, maybe I mean, it could have been a little longer, but oh, right, it's, right. It's fun, yeah, because you start with an axe, and then you like it's very comes like Minecraft. You start mm -hmm. hitting, hitting stuff, and you get wood or metal or whatever, and then you can build stuff according to what like supplies That's you cool. have. And like, there's one point, um, we Matt and I both had snipers. We ran up to this tower, took out the bridge up there, and like so no one could get to us. And then the one we got out, we just literally kept hitting the floor, and then we just fell through and like uh. ran. Like that's it was it That's was, cool. It's pretty clever. That's cool. So, yeah, and I think the reason why that game is doing so well, it is because it is on consoles. And oh, yeah. I, and I think that is r the real reason uh, Blue Hole and Brendan Green are really upset is because they were not the first. They got like, beat to the punch. And to be on the console. When you telegraph your moves like that and you're that successful, people are going to want a piece of that. And Fortnite's like, uh, we're farther along than you are, so we're yep. going to do it. Good for them. That's, that's how free market works. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, when you telegraph your moves, that's that should be a lesson to a lot of these indie devs and even big developers. Oh, yeah, by this time frame, we're going to have it on the console. Push back, push back, push back. You think no one's going to step up and fill that void? Of course they are. Why would they not? Look at look at everything you're leaving on the table. I'm not saying you should rush games, by the way. I'm just saying, like, no, maybe you should not. wait on announcements like, don't announce faulting four months before it's not even exactly like if it's not even on your radar if you don't have guys that are like hey man i could pull a few more weeks of whatever and get this in beta uh maybe you should just chill it you should just chill it you know for but sure that's just a pr move marketing whatever well they're trying to get people excited for the game uh, it doesn't mean that they ain't going to be successful it's just yeah they got beat to the punch so so you over break just now you told me a gaming experience Oh, you had, and I, I'll let you kind of explain. Yeah, that. So another indie game question for all you listening: Do you like military shooters? Call and, of Duty, and not yeah, yeah. Let me specify: Have you wanted a military shooter that's really realistic, but doesn't have the one thousand bind controls of like something like Arma? You know, um, Squad. You gotta play this game called Squad. It's an indie dev. Um, they also did Project Reality before this game. That was their first title, and then which was a mod for Bad Company Two. And then they did this game. I will straight up say that um, it it is immersive. 
how do I put this? So picture you you have teams, and it's very – because when I tell people about this game, they go, oh, is it like Battlefield? Because, Austin, you and I, we've spent a lot of time on Battlefield 3. Four. And four. And four, yeah. yeah. Four. Three and both, four. Both of those. How, I mean, how much did we put into four? It oh. Like, it was like an ungodly like, – I, I bet we were approaching five, hundred six, hours. Yeah. hundred. I mean, I had like 400-something logged on PS4. Yeah, it was it was crazy yeah. how much we played Battlefield Four. So we love shooters like that, but even Battlefield. Can't open the dang hatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just flashed. Trolling back. people, man. No, a lot of memories. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no problem. So one of the big things that I have, I I like I liked Battlefield Three a lot, and Four was all right once I got things figured three out. Three was still the better. Three's the best one. I mean, let's just be real. Uh, but bad, bad company. But Two. if you want something. In that vein, but even more realistic, and in my opinion, more balanced, and the damage model is super realistic, you got to play Squad. Squad is a game where you have, obviously it revolves around a hierarchy of command. So you have multiple squads with squad leaders, and uh, I think the teams are 50v50, something like that. And you have squads of, I think it's 9 or 10 and you have certain classes and amounts of classes that you can have on a team. So, like, you can't have uh, – this is one thing I have a problem with in games like Battlefield. You can't have 30 snipers on a team. There are three marksman kits for the entire army. And so only three squads are getting one marksman. And, um, you know, stuff like that. You can only have two medics per squad. And then you have, like, specialists. So if you have a full squad – you can unlock three specials. That's like your LMG guy to suppressing fire, your grenadier with the rifle mounted grenade, stuff like that. Um, the factions in it are really good. So it's a mixture of all these factions fighting each other. It's America, uh, where you play as United States Army. So it's it's kind of like uh, kind of the Bravo Company feel, very um, GI. Uh, you know, a lot of the map settings are in the Middle East. It's it's current timeline. It's not no sci-fi stuff in it. It's a hundred percent trying to go for simulation. Uh, the gun sounds are incredible. The best sound for a game I've ever heard. When somebody fires up a fifty in your ear and you're trying to call in like a, a mortar strike from your buddy on the radio, and you can't hear, and all you can hear is your buddy like getting shot at on his radio. It, it really creates those realistic and visceral and gritty moments, but um, there's no numbers on your screen. You're not going to shoot someone and see 100 points. Like, it doesn't even give you hit markers. You got you to gotta do it how they really do it. You got to confirm that kill. You know, you get your guy with the glass and the binos, and he looks, hey, we got, you know, two guys down. But your factions are America, Russia, um, Eastern European militants. So they're kind of like Russian Soviet weaponry. Like Chechens? Yeah. And then you have um, like a Taliban or, or, you know, that sort of faction. And uh, they all have their own things like, you know, the, the militants and the, uh, the Taliban type guys. They've got uh, like IED planters that can plant like landmines, roadside bombs, detonators. You can put them on vehicles. So like imagine you got a truck. So here's, here's one of my stories from the other day. You're driving on a truck. And you're on a troop transport, and everybody's like, okay. And all the squad leaders have a squad lead channel. They're communicating because, like, everything is tickets. So if, you, if a vehicle gets blown up, that's like 80 tickets. 
So you don't want to waste vehicles. It's not like spawn, sprint in, get blown up. Spawn, sprint, that is hugely penalized. It is long respawn times. The longer you stay alive, the more you do. The further away from enemy contact, the more secure you are. The, the faster you respawn, or you can respawn. Mm -hmm. But we're on a troop transport in the desert going to the city in, like, Afghanistan, right? Fallujah-type thing. And the sand's kicking up and everything. And uh, all of a sudden, we hear this motor. The driver starts screaming, motorcycle, motorcycle. And, and you know, you're like, a motorcycle. What's that guy going to do? And then you realize, oh, my gosh. And then you hear someone go, IED, IED. And you bail off of the truck. And right as you're bailing, that guy sets it off. And it is a mushroom cloud. I mean, whole truck of guys dead. All because one dude just, and then you've got, you know, and then RPGs start flying. You start taking contact outside the city. It just reminds me when you just strap C4 on a motorcycle oh, yeah. battlefield and just yeah, crash into right. tanks. Exactly. Like, oh, the good old days. Man, that was fun. <laughs> that was too fun. <laughs> Definitely. Especially when we learned how to jump them across the map. <laughs> so we're intercontinental dirt bike missiles. Oh, yeah. we drop into the map like in four seconds. Yeah, it was great. But, but squad. Huge win. You have those moments where people start to role play. Everything's you have a local chat, but you also have radios where you're communicating. Uh, you got to keep the radio channels clear. And people generally, they the community is very good. You got to be organized. You got to communicate. You only have so many forward. You can build forward operating bases with radios and run logistics trucks to refill ammunition and um, great game. If you want a military simulator, but it's not so deep you can't learn it. Squad. Great community, great game, $40 on Steam. And after the most recent uh, performance patch, it looks amazing. It uses Unreal Engine, I believe, and it is just cranked. If you can run it on Ultra, you must have a beast of a machine because it it's amazing, though. It runs well. So there's my, my recommendation on that side of things. Sweet. Uh, I was kind of interested in that game when I got my PC the first time. but They do free-to-play weekends every now and again. Go wishlist it on, on uh, Steam. Watch. Okay. That's how I got into it. Sweet. I'll definitely do that. All right. We will take one final break, and then we will be back. This is Dryspell Cast, and we have just about 10 minutes left to talk for all you guys listening out there. So in the beginning of the uh, episode and halfway through, I did pose a question, uh, given that it is Spooktober, what is your favorite spooky game? We did get an answer. Oh, no way. Uh, Keaton, friend of the show, said, easily Amnesia Dark Descent. <laughs> I now own four copies, four different copies of the game. Dude, I... Hats off to you. Um, I, I tried it. I have that game. It's it's very scary, actually. It's cool. I though. made it quite a decent ways in there. Yeah, and ugh, it is pretty creepy. Yeah, uh, amnesia. Wow, that's like a gold standard in that genre, is it not? Yeah, the, the run amnesia hide, Yeah, survive genre. Yeah, can't fight. Can't fight. Yeah, you I like see something. Like, oh! 
and you wrote a card in the corner. That's a yeah. good one. Thanks for sending that in. Yeah. Thank I you, like Keaton. That. Yeah, uh, thank you. Please keep them coming over the next forevers. Send another one. I'm just <laughs> and another one. Uh, so yeah. A game like the like spooky game that you love. First spooky game I ever beat, and the day I became a man. I'm just kidding. Dead Space. Yeah, that's, Dead Space. That's a good one. I mean, uh, Isaac. The Isaac is such a cool character. Dead Space One was a great game. I love the story, the mystique of it, how scary it was, but also those moments where. You know, you it's funny. It's like every time you rise to the occasion and your pulse rifle gets bigger or badder, something else goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dead Space is the reason for any game I play now, when a door opens, I'm always aiming. Oh, already. totally. I don't just Guns walk, on the door for I it. don't just walk through a door no. anymore. And, like, that was ingrained in me from the first Dead Spaces. You are always aiming when that door opens because you do not know what's on the other side. Resident Evil 4 was the game I had tried to do before that. that, a, that but was I was pretty – I was a little younger – and uh, boy, about the time that chainsaw guy came out in the first like, nope, section, I, I literally like just froze up. I was I was fairly young. I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then yeah, I was in half. So a game that I have played in the past, we 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 played together. Oh, I knew you were uh, gonna bring this up. I actually just saw an article on it. What that came out like this last week, saying how uh, Alien Isolation is one of those horror games, even three years later. That it still stands up and still one of the best survival horror games. Oh yeah, of all time. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I really need to like sit down and beat it. Again. Yeah, like, like play it again and like actually beat it because we we streamed it. What? Gosh, two and right on release. So three years two, ago, two three years four, ago, was yeah. that 2014? Yeah, it was 2014. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, we're old. Wow, just uh, getting older every day. Seriously. So yeah, what a it's a great. Great game, oh, and it man. like talk about a terrifying atmosphere. What's cool is that it mixes a little bit of the run hide because you can't fight the alien, but you there's things there's to fight, things though. you can fight, and there's, there's the, so it's a good mix in my opinion because like the alien, yeah, forget it. You're not going toe to toe with the alien. Uh, later in the game, there's something that you can get that lets you stand up to them a little bit and push them off, but that still does not make you able to kill them or or indefinitely yeah. fight them off. Because that was like the thing for me with that game was like I thought it was like just you hiding from the alien. And then it turns out there's the androids in there. Oh, the that, synthetics. The are synthetics are freaky. just the creepy. Those, uh, working Joe. Yes. I oh. can't buy the Wayland Utani models. I got to buy the Working Joe. I'm working knockoffs. Jo- like they were it, like that was actually what made the game creepy was that. So, yeah, I agree. Super fun. You know what? I'm kind of upset that there's not like any good like horror games coming out like right now. I mean, I know I, we have yeah. Evil Within two that comes out this Friday, mm-hmm. the thirteenth. I call that a psychological thriller. Friday the thirteenth. <laughs> cha 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 cha. But seriously, like I, you kind of thought that gaming companies would have like saw this day, like okay, let's make like a real good like. I don't know what the deal is with horror games right now, but it seems like. The indie devs that are doing them are doing them kind of in the vein of like the forest. They're trying to tie it into a survival game. That they're either doing that or it's like Friday the Thirteenth, where it's match based or uh, Dead by Daylight. Is that the other that's one? That's really yeah. big. Those games are cool, but like those are your horror games right now. There isn't a story. I think it's because writing. I don't think people, and we see this in games all the time now, uh, just like movies. I think it's getting. People are just not having original idea. Like, it's not flowing. Well, yeah. Like, all the, you know, 
one remakes after, and copycats well, after for days. PT came out. Right. All the oh. videos came up of like all these games like that are styling themselves after PT. The only game that have never come out. Right. Well, like, the, what, Allison Rose. Allison Rose. Isn't that back though? Isn't that going to release? Could, yeah, There's one can, like that. It got canned and then it, now it's coming back. There's so, one that's close to releasing that's in that vein of PT. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. I, I, I don't, I don't think it was Allison Rowe. That was one yeah. of them. But I know. It's like, it's like where are these games that, like, get talked about? And then, like, I know I saw one where, like, you're, like, in, like, World War One, then, like, you're in the trenches. Oh, in the trenches, and like, yeah. like, monsters and stuff. Like, but. here's all these original ideas. Where are they? Yeah. Is there really no demand? I have a hard time believing Like, I feel that. like they, like, throw out these ideas, and then it's, like, that's it. Look and how then, much money horror movies, crappy horror films, uh, Oh, boy, somebody's going to get mad over that. Well, probably not because we have two listeners. But um, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm being I'm being very pessimistic. I'm sorry. Um, that new what's that new stupid movie I keep seeing ads for that just came out? The De- Happy Death Happy Day. Happy Death Day. If I see one I more YouTube ad, I'm going to flip out. I want to see that movie. Do it, you? Oh, man, I love those kind of movies. Really? I, it's You're not, part of the problem. I'm just kidding. I am the problem. They're a dime a dozen, though. No, like, like those that YouTube one, That one seems a little more original, like the, the Groundhog's Day style. Like, right. Solve your own murder kind of thing. It's, it looks pretty interesting. I'm not going to lie. But there, yeah, there hasn't really been like much demand for horror lately, which is weird, obviously, because we're in October. You think this is kind of when like, you would mm-hmm. release those kind of games and... Yeah, I, 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 you look up lists, scary, you know, good horror games on Steam. Left for Dead? Yeah, exactly. It's I'm like, like, dude, I love the Left for Dead series, but I don't play it to get scared. Yeah, you play it to kill hundreds of thousands. Oh, of it's just a, it's a shotgun simulator. Yeah, is what so it is. yeah, kind of, kind of upsetting. I mean, because this is like a big, ho- like October. I agree. We have, I, a, we have an actual Friday the Thirteenth in the month of October. Mm-hmm. When does that ever happen? And I think there's I actually supposed to be a full moon on Halloween this year too. And yet, we don't have any new horror games. I know. I'm kind of upset. That That is just... Besides Evil Within 2. Right. Thriller. Which, I'm I'm kind of on the fence of that one. Yeah. Because I played the first one, didn't beat it, because it was just... Didn't like, keep your attention. Well, yeah. And I, at the time, like the game was kind of like, frame rate was bad, kind of mm-hmm. buggy. I'm sure it's fixed now. It's been three years. Um, for... It's been, yeah. It was like well, early. It was like late 2014, early yeah. 2015 when it came out. Yeah, around it's November 2014. Mm-hmm. It's about for 4.99. Out. Creation Club can patch that game right. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no joke, but I don't know the the hype for Evil Within Two is is pretty big right now. So mm-hmm. hopefully, I mean, that is a big one. I uh, hope they deliver. So yeah, that comes out actually this Friday, a couple days. Oh the wow! Thirteenth. That's <laughs> upon us already. <laughs> Where is um, he? All right, that's Batman. Uh, so, yeah, other games, I guess we can close with that. Other games coming out uh, really soon. Uh, Grand Turismo Sport on the 17th, along with South Park, the Fractured Butthole. Yes. And I can't believe it's finally here. Right? I, I didn't even think it was like when Matt said, oh, it comes out on the 17th. I'm like, you're lying. It's coming out in the new Prediction, year. do you think it's going to be as good as the first one? Uh, First one was pretty legendary. I, I don't know. We'll see. I think this one's gonna like draw like cross. Is it still so Obsidian many, Entertainment yeah, doing it? Yeah, I have. It's faith. gonna cross so many lines. Like I've already heard it's just oh, like out of this. It's world. South Park. It is South Park. And they had success with the first one. Of course, they're gonna push it in the yeah. sequel. And then don't forget WWE 2K18 comes out on the 17th. Well, yeah. 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 That's yeah. a real horror game right there. <laughs> uh, if it's got microtransactions, probably. probably the scariest game of the year. So looking in the future, we got what Age of Empires Definitive Edition. Oh, super excited! 
Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, still on the fence about that one. Man, 27th is another big day. 27th October is Assassin's Creed Origins, Super Mario Odyssey, and Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. Nice. So that's a big, those are, those are the two big weeks. The 17th and the 27th are the big the big days in yeah, man. October. It's just. And then we're rolling right into the big stuff in oh. November and God of War. And, and the semester's upon us. God of War come out. That's like February. Just Fev, uh, very first thing next year, yeah. January, Feb, yeah. Ooh, God of War. Gonna be some good games coming out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And have no money. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my life pretty much all right well that does about does it for us this week on the show thank you justin for being hey, on again. thanks for having me back i always love being here i'm glad you're here i hope i was a good enough uh host for you with matt i absence. think i think you did great you know um maybe we should just take over the show from matt sorry matt you're out matt you're out he's, what he's gonna be editing you're this done. tomorrow he's like he's gonna make my voice sound like yeah. uh so thank you guys for listening in we will catch you next week